Girlfriends, episode number 352, How to Fall in Love with Your Catholic Faith with Sarah Swafford. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we talk with special guest Sarah Swafford about her new series, What We Believe. Can't wait to share this special conversation with you. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, how are you? Glad you are joining me here today. So glad we're able to connect here shortly before Christmas. How fun (laughs) that we're so close to Christmas. And, you know, I always remember, especially this time of year, I remember how my grandmother growing up, my, my dad's mom, she used to say, it's always Christmas. It's so funny because it, that really stood out to me. I I didn't know her very well. She lived in California. I grew up in New Hampshire. So only saw her a few times a year, but she was very crafty and she was always sewing little things, making like little ornaments for Christmas. She was always making things for Christmas, stockings and little stuffed animals. And I remember her just saying that um, more than once I heard her say, it's always Christmas. And that didn't make sense to me as a kid, you know, because Christmas is forever away. Like you're always waiting for Christmas and it seems like it'll never come. But as I've gotten older, I start to realize, oh my gosh, Grandmere was right. It is always Christmas. <laughs> Every time I turn around, it's Christmas. And it's just the passage of time that kind of you you feel, you experience it differently as as we grow older. So anyway, it's always Christmas, but it truly is almost Christmas. So I hope your Advent has been going well. I'm excited to share this special conversation with you here today with Sarah Swafford, who is a dear sister of the heart, a, a friend that I made uh, years ago when I was filming Momnipotent. She was a part of that series. And I love the chance to get to know her and we've kept in touch uh, in the years since then. And you know what? This is part of what I love about recording a podcast regularly and having guests on is it gives me the perfect excuse to reconnect with people, to keep up with friends, to make new friends, to talk to fascinating people doing so much good in the world. I always come away encouraged after these conversations with authors and speakers and ministers and people working in all different kinds of organizations in the church. What a gift it is for me to be able to record this podcast and have the opportunity to sit down and talk with some of them and and to share them with you. So I'm excited to share Sarah with you. You probably already are familiar with Sarah Swafford and all of the incredible work that she's doing. Um, If you're not, though, I I think I share this URL in our conversation, but I'm just going to remind you of it here. It's theswaffords.com for you to check that out. But she's going to be sharing especially about a new series that's available through Ascension, which is what we believe. And I'm going to Leave it to her to tell you more about it. Take a listen. I am super excited to have a special guest, a special friend of mine joining us here today on Girlfriends. Sarah Swafford is here. Sarah is the founder of Emotional Virtue Ministries. She speaks internationally on a variety of topics, including faith, relationships, and interior confidence. Engaging audiences of all ages, Sarah shares her message at school assemblies, retreats, rallies, parishes, and conferences around the world, including Focus and Steubenville conferences in the U.S. and Canada. Sarah is a contributor to Chosen, as well as What We Believe, The Beauty of the Catholic Faith, both published by Ascension Press. She lives in Atchison, Kansas, with her husband, Dr. Andrew Swafford, and their five children. You can find out more about Sarah and Emotional Virtue Ministries at theswaffords.com. Sarah, I am so excited you're here. Thanks so much for showing up. 
Oh my gosh, it's so great to see you and to be with all of these amazing listeners of yours because I know that they're my kind of people um, <laughs> and I love it. I'm glad I get to see your beautiful face. Um, these ones where you can see the person but nobody can see you is my favorite because right. you don't even have to put oh, makeup so on. It's fantastic. It's so I know. I'm like, Danielle doesn't care. I love no, it. Right? I show up no. in my pajamas and this is great. <laughs> I've got so. my Friday afternoon face on and it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. I, know, I haven't washed my hair in a few days, so don't judge. Right? It looks so. amazing though. It does. <laughs> So everybody it's great to be with people who, who get it. I know. I always joke that there's people who get it and there's people who get it, get it. So it's really good to be with you, friend. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone out there, I know you get it, get it as well. So mm. let's let's talk about, well, first of all, I, I think that if for anybody who's not familiar with your work, can you just introduce us a little bit to what you do at Emotional Virtue Ministries? Oh my goodness. I love it. Um, one of my favorite questions is when I'm like on a plane somewhere and the person next to me is like, so where are you going? What are you like, what do you do? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so glad this flight is six hours long. So I can tell you everything that I do. Uh, or like, how, how do I explain what emotional virtue is in 10 mm -hmm. seconds? Um, no, it's been honestly, uh, I graduated from Benedictine College um, and I'm, I'm of the Oregon Trail generation. Shout out to all the 80s babies. So I, um, I had my conversion at Benedictine in the early 2000s. Thousands. And um, one of my first jobs after I got married and had a couple kids was they had an opening for a dorm director, which is like a dorm mom. Okay. And so uh, my husband and I and our two little kids at the time lived in a residence hall with 142 freshman college women for three years. Wow. And um, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Right. <laughs> That's so, a lot um, of estrogen. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. So I joke. I had my Thomas was um, there. Thomas and Fulton are 14 months apart mm -hmm. and we moved in when Fulton was born so I had these okay. like two little bitty bitty bitties that were it was wild and then yeah. I had 142 sisters um but it was really beautiful because um I was in the dorms when Facebook hit the scene mm. so I kind of got through college and um even got married before like cell phones and um I mean we had t9 I had the pink razor flip phone shout out to everybody who remembers <laughs> that you know so um but you know what I mean like I grew yeah. up and I missed it all I missed all of that and my heart was just like going out to these girls and these guys that I was you know living with because they were trying to navigate you know friendships relationships dating with like this newfound you know texting world and social media world and I know a lot of your listeners probably remember navigating you know raising teenagers and having kids during those times and just how much has changed in the last you know 10-15 years because I've been doing ministry ever since then and you know I always joke that I say the same things. You know, if I have 10 or 15 guys or girls around my island with cookie dough and chicken wings, I say the same thing there as I would in front of, you know, 10,000 right. people at a, at a conference. Um, and my heart just really, like, really went out to them because I really struggled with, you know, I don't know, identity. Who am I? Am I enough? Am I truly loved? Like high school, junior high, college, uh, even just young, being a young adult is really hard. And so my ministry was really born during that time. And God just continues to ask me to just like love on people and be with people and I'll do anything to help. And um, so I've been doing this for, you know, that long. And we, I call it Emotional Virtue Ministries just because I I really saw a need to talk about those matters of the heart. You know, I, I'm really close um, with Jason Everett and Kristalina and, you know, a lot of people, you know, Matt Frad, the whole chastity movement. Mm -hmm. um, we were all a part of chastityproject.com. And it was really like Sarah, you know, Jason was so funny. He's like, I need someone to go out there and talk about drama and social media and dating. <laughs> <laughs> and you know all this stuff and I'm like well I love talking about all of that so yeah. um so yeah it all really that, started really. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, he was so funny. He's like, uh, he's like, this is like feminine genius. And he's like, I cannot talk about this. He's like, I, he's like, I feel stupid enough trying to figure (laughs) out even just how to like talk to them one-on-one, you know, it's really, can be really tricky. But what's funny is I have this little, I I always say secret, not so secret male following um, because there's a lot of high school, college, young adult guys that are trying to navigate dating as well. And I have a heart Mm -hmm. for the men, you know, the women want them to lead this, but they're, you know, they're like, dude, is there some type of fingerprint drawing or something that we can, you know, give us anything, you know? So, um, so yeah, when I wrote emotional virtue, I wrote it with an eye to the men as well. Just like men and women were in this together. Mm -hmm. Um, and we need to, we need to be there for each other and try to, you know, walk hand in hand and understand one another. And it's really tricky and it only gets kind of crazier. So yeah, Yeah. that's a little bit about me, but I I dwell at my house here in Adjus in Kansas with the five crazy kids. (laughs) And then I do this stuff whenever I, whenever God allows it, which is everyone on this, on this line knows that that's, I don't, I always say I don't knit or crochet or cook very well, but I love doing emotional virtue. So (laughs) that's um, your hobby. It's a great ministry and it's so needed. So I love that it was kind of born out of that time when social media was kind of coming on the scene and you were seeing that real need. Not that it wasn't a need before, but it just kind of, you know, makes it so much exaggerates, you know, the situation for people in, in those years, those formative years. So you've got young adult kids now or teenagers, right? How old is your oldest? Yeah. I know. I, I was joking earlier that I turned 39 for the first time this year. I plan on doing it many more times. Um, yeah. A lot of people know me from like when my kids were really little. And then um, I show pictures of my boys and they're both taller than me now. So I have uh, Thomas is 16, Fulton is 15, uh, Kate's 11, and Colby Joseph is 7. And John Paul just turned Three. Our baby, his name is John Paul Benedict. No pressure is what we call him. So, Catholic names. I know. Well, I know. It's so funny when Colby, Colby, and John Paul get into it, and I'm like, Colby, John Paul, knock it off, John Paul, Colby. Quit. I'm sure they're not arguing in heaven. I, I know. I always, I always laugh. I'm like, I wonder if these saints can look down and be like, isn't it funny when our our like uh, namesakes like get at each other with Nerf gun wars and they're all yelling at each other? Oh so, yeah. my gosh! Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. you see a lot of Colbys and John Pauls coming through at. Benedictine we do. College. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Sometimes I'll meet these like kids that have kind of like really cool obscure saint names, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, your mom is ridiculously <laughs> awesome." Like she was cool before there was cool because you're 20 years exactly. old, right? Like, I, I love it. it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Love, so like yeah. when my son um, went to Ave Maria down in Florida, and I remember when we were first moving him in. So he's Ambrose Augustine, and oh, when when name. we yeah, I love it. And when we were first moving him in, I remember like you know they were you know everybody was moving in, and you hear people like calling across the parking lot, and I was hearing like <laughs> John Paul and Fulton and <laughs> yeah. Colby, and I was like. Oh, we have arrived. This feels we, good. We are in a good place here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always cute when people are dating each other and they have like like really cool saint names. And I'm like, yes. oh, I love it. I love it when Mary dates Joseph. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things that ever happens. So, no pressure yeah. there either, right? No, yeah, no pressure. Get a donkey. Yeah, exactly. Y'all need a donkey. Exactly. You're already the holy so, family. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, totally. Look out. Oh look out. Gosh. Oh, gosh. That's so great. Okay. So, yeah. So, Sarah Swapper's kids are getting older. And and so, you're dealing with this, you know, with, with your... Your, your kids are getting older. Are you finding that it's different, you know, doing it as a ministry, you're talking to other people's kids. And are you finding that it's different in your own home talking to your kids about it? Yeah, it was funny. I actually was really blessed. One of my highs of the summer was Thomas and Fulton got to go to their first Steubenville with me this summer, um, which just, I mean, be still my mom heart. You know, I just, I cried like a baby. The whole team was like crying with me, you know, so (laughs) the speaker team was like, I'm just so excited for for you. um, Because I mean, I've been doing Steubenville for 10 years and I've been blessed to be on the team with other parents who had their kids on for the first time. Um, I remember Sean Forrest just 
Sean Forrest is this like six foot five, larger than life. And his son was on his first and I was the you know female speaker. Oh, I, I seriously felt like I was just, I rocked him like a baby. He was just, he was like a puddle. He just cried the it's entire like you're time. like graduating. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And you also like, you love everyone's like when I when I do conferences like that, I can't help but think about the moms and dads that are at home praying yeah. for their kids. I mean, I can't help but think about the youth ministers and the priests that have been like bring, doing the hard work of bringing the kids to a point, you know, these students to a point where they're ready to have an encounter with our Lord. Right. Um, and so it was so cool to get to be on the side of it where— I'm watching, you know, like their youth ministers and the, and the, t- the speaker team, like, you know, be like prayerfully amped to like bring it for my kids. You know what I mean? Right, and I right. just, it was so beautiful, but it was really funny. A couple of years ago, um, the boy, my boys came to one of my talks and afterwards I took them to Sonic and I was like, so what'd you think? <laughs> like, you know, just kind of like talking about, cause, and it was really cute. They were like, whoa, mom. They're like, yeah, that was really good. But like, I didn't know. I thought you just talked about Jesus. Like, I didn't know you talked about all that stuff. It was really funny. So yeah, I mean, I think it's been a, it's been a cool, um, we have college students over a lot. So they'll hear us like talking to the college students. And so I think for my kids, it's been like a piecing it together over time. You know, they'll, I love parenting in the sense of like, you only give them what they can handle when they can handle it. And you can kind of tell when they're ready for that next conversation. Uh, Jason Mm -hmm. always has this great, Jason Everett has the great line of, you know, the, the birds and the bees talk or like, you know, the sex talk isn't one like magical talk that you have to get right perfectly. Right. You know, that talk is a thousand little talks over their whole life. And that really takes the pressure, I think, off of all of us as a parent, you know, because there's going to be times where you're going to be like, oh, well, that did not go swimmingly. You know what I mean? Like that did not go the way I wanted it to or how how I had it in my head, you mm-hmm. know, and then also sometimes you're working out of, um, oh, gosh, OK, well. We're just going to have this conversation right now, you know, like yeah. something happened or something, you know, right. you know, You're not prepared. someone said yeah. something or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like all hands on deck. Let's just let's just have this, you know. Um, so I think that that's been really neat. And also, I think it helps in ministry. I kind of know even more. You know, I'm very in touch with the college students. Obviously, I live across the street from 2000. But right. but also being in touch with like, whoa, what, what are your friends saying about that? Or what what do you guys think? Or just, you know, it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to be on the, I live with these people now, these teenager people. So yeah. um, it's neat to hear them, you know, processing things as well. So yeah, it's changed I ministry. I mean, ministry's changed a lot, even in the last 15 years. I know you can speak to that as well, doing ministry, just different forms of social media, different challenges. I mean, you know, the pandemic, I think the pandemic was really, really hard on our young people. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's shocking anyone with me saying that, but I've seen I've seen some stuff that I have not seen in in the last couple of years that is creeping into um, ministry right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes me want to work harder. It makes me want to fight harder. It makes me want to pray harder. Uh, But it also makes me kind of ticked off. And so, you know, I I get a little mama bearish in this, you know, in this (laughs) life. And so, so, yeah, so it's been really good to kind of, you know, I don't know. I think I think the Lord presents us with new challenges and we, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to game on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and you're not on fire at all. We can tell, but you know, no, 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 <laughs> no energy, <laughs> no energy in Sarah That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. But so talking about ministry and the, the, the future of ministry, let's talk about this new project that you've completed with Ascension Press, what we believe the beauty of the Catholic faith, what explain what this project is, first of all. Yeah. Oh, man. I was so honored to get to be a part of it. It's been in the works for quite a while. Um, I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with um, the different studies that Ascension likes to do. Mm -hmm. Um, A few years back, they did 
a really cool study over in the Holy Land where Jeff Cavins and uh, Dr. Ted Shree and Dr. Uh, Marcellino D'Ambrosio all went over to the Holy Land and basically did like a biblical walk through like the life of Christ. And they went to all the different, you know, sites, holy sites and kind of like it was almost like going on pilgrimage over there and seeing in real time, like where these places are. And right. it was just wonderful and a huge hit. And I think it was really life-giving to a lot of people, especially to people who can't make it over there. I mean, we all know it's it can be really difficult to get over there for mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons. Um, and so the minute that they got done filming it, I think actually while they were over there, um, the conversation started of, oh my gosh, we have to do this for the church. Like we have to do this for kind of like the seeds of the church. And so that conversation started even before COVID, like years ago. Um, But then it was on, it was kind of delayed because of, you know, COVID and everything hit and it was just kind of wild. And so it was really neat. We've been, you know, talking about this and we've been, my husband um, actually wrote a book with Dr. uh, They call him Dr. Italy, Dr. Um, (laughs) D'Ambrosio Marcellino. Love him. He's so sweet. Um, And he, they wrote a book together called What We Believe, The Beauty of the Catholic Faith. And so they took the catechism. They took the early church fathers. Um, My husband, you know, does a lot scripture. So they took, you know, they just took all these beautiful resources and made it more, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with accessible, yeah. um, you know, a, able to like eat it in a little bit smaller bites, a yeah. little more, you know, just a little bit easier than just, I'm going to dive into the catechism today. And then I'm going to dive into the church fathers <laughs> all on my own, you know, um, which again, we all want to, it's just yeah. it's easier said than daunting. done. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So they wrote the book and then um, they asked us if we would be willing to go over to Rome and basically do the same thing. And we went through, we just, oh, it was amazing. It was kind of like going on a pilgrimage with us. We filmed for 10 days straight, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It was 105 degrees. So if my makeup is literally all over my shirt, everyone (laughs) just forgive me. We were so hot. Um, But it was really beautiful. The Holy Spirit just did amazing things over there. And um, we were able to kind of go through the creed, through the churches. It's almost like theology in stone. So we were Mm -hmm. able to go through the churches and just just kind of show everybody like, you know, we, I love one of, one of the cool quotes, you know, the blood of the martyrs is the seat of the church. And it's just so cool to be in Rome. You're like, turn a corner, incorruptible saint, turn another corner. <laughs> yeah. You know, another saint, I turn another corner. You're like, this is just like Catholic Disney world. You right. know what I mean? So, right. um, so yeah, it was really beautiful. And then they made a workbook um, and then the DVDs. And then there's, if you guys know the Bible timeline, the chart mm-hmm. that like blew my mind when I was in college, I was like this, I was a public school girl and I was just like salivating and just seeing the Bible timeline, um, like where everything was in history over mm-hmm. time, they created one of those for the catechism for the church. Oh, nice. So that's also part of the study. And then our study on uh, what we believe goes hand in hand with Father Mike's new catechism in a year. They actually are okay. um, buddies. And so they, they work really well together. So it's been really beautiful to see a lot of RCA programs are using it. A lot of moms Bible studies are using it. A lot of high schoolers, young adults, focused Bible studies. Um, it's just nice to have someone else do the heavy lifting for you. And, right. and you know, and to be honest, that wasn't me. I, I just got to go be the Aaron Andrews of Rome. So I, I got to go to Rome and be like, hey, hey. Um, so No, but I've seen some of your segments and, and you bring such a beautiful, I mean, you, you're, you're representing uh, women. Honestly, you are. Oh, and, and you bring such so a beautiful sweet. perspective of your feminine genius and uh, honestly you, you, the, the real emotion behind 
some of the things that we believe. And I was I really moved so by, by your contributions, oh truly. Yes. Oh, you are so, so sweet. I'm like, I don't know if it's the lack of caffeine, the tired or the heat, but I cried a lot. I cried. I think it's just the holiness, the holiness yeah. of that place. It's, well, so. because, you know, you're talking about the beauty of what we believe. And yeah. when you encounter something beautiful, that's a natural response is, is, is tears of recognizing the beauty well, of that. Well, we had, we got access to some pretty incredible places. Like they let us, um, we got down into the same cell that St. Peter and St. Paul shared together when they were in prison in Rome together. Wow. Um, and so we were down there praying and it's just like, it just hits you sometimes where you're like, I wouldn't be here without these guys. Right. You know I mean? We talk about them like, you know, my homeboys, you know, like we wouldn't be here without <laughs> these guys. True. And, you know, we were praying in churches like the Church of San Clemente is three blocks from the Colosseum. And this church is built over uh, like all these different churches through time. But it's there's a first century house church down at the very bottom and you kneel on the bricks down there. You can hear the water rushing through the, you know, through the streams and stuff. And you're like, dude, people were kneeling here before they went to go die in the Coliseum. Like the martyrs prayed at this house church knowing that they probably weren't going to live the next day. And it's just like, it's just incredible. I had holy, you know, holy goosebumps the whole time. It's just like, it's really, it's really thrilling. And then in a time in our church where I think there's a lot of confusion, I think there's a lot of frustration. I think there's a lot of, why am I Catholic? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's a lot of, I think a lot of people are asking that even people who have, you know, been faithful Catholics for years. It's like, I either, I either need to go learn more or I want to go and find out like, where is this all, you know, this beauty, this truth, this goodness? Like, I want to be able to really dive deep in these waters. And I think sometimes um, we need some help. And I I really needed this study. I think it's timely. I think it's really one of those things where you go, dang, I'm a part of something so much bigger than myself or even just my family or my parish. Like, there's something really, really deep and really rich about our Catholic faith. And Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to lose sight of it sometimes. So, you know, it's just cool to fall in love Again, you know, it's always good to fall in love again and deeper and deeper. So that's what mm-hmm. I really felt like this study did for myself and my husband and, mm-hmm. and so many others. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking of so many different ways that this can be used. But you, you described a little bit of the resources and we've got uh, Father Mike's Catechism in a Year, which is going to be launching January 1st of 2023. So people can be right. looking forward to that. So this, this kind of goes together with that. Like if someone's thinking about bringing this into their parish, would that be a good way to start? Like say, hey, let's do this in the new year or they're looking to do it with their women's group, what, what would you recommend? Totally. You know, I I think that the catechism in a year with Father Mike is going to be amazing in the sense of it's nice to have a buddy to read the catechism with. You know yeah. what I mean? And and if you're going to have a buddy read it, might as well be Father Mike, you know, who's <laughs> who's doing such a great job. First of all, like you know he's going to read it real fast. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I was just with him a couple weeks ago giving talks in Duluth for his bulldogs up there. And um, <laughs> it was so funny because I was like, can I tell you a secret? And he's like, what? And I was like, I listened to you on 1.25. And he's like... <laughs> You're di- you're living dangerous. I'm like I know, Super. and I said I just I love him at 1.25 because I I talk fast as well, yeah, and I feel like clearly. when I'm folding clothes or whatever, yeah, I keep up with him, and yeah. he's like you're you're dangerous, Sarah. I was like I know, um, but I, I love I, yeah, living on the edge. I really appreciate his um, just his willingness to kind of again kind of dive out there with us and yeah, bring us like project. where we should be. So yeah, I would say that the reason why these two work so well together is they they do the same thing 
reading differently. Mm-hmm. So I would say the catechism, you know, reading it front to cover is a little bit, you know, it's, it's overwhelming in a sense of it's also hard to read the Bible front to cover, sure. right? You're just kind of, mm-hmm. it can get hard. It can get lost. You can lose sight of the big picture. I think this study is kind of the same thing in the sense of like, if I just, if I sat, you know, like if we sat down with a group of women and been like, so ladies, what does the Catholic Church believe? You know, it's like, <laughs> grab your wine, grab your wine, you know, like, let's figure this out. Um, I think it's hard to be like, well, what part? What do you mean? What part yeah. of history? What, ha- what do you, I mean, it's kind of hard to feel like, what do you mean by that question? So to have someone, you know, take you into this is what we believe and go through the creed step by step and then also go over to Rome and be like, hey, guess what? Eucharist, Mary, sacraments, purgatory, you know, like all these like all hard, like yeah. kind of like what do we believe? Why? How? But one of the things that I really love about what we did, we had many conversations about we do not want this just to be an apologetic. Mm-hmm. We do not want this to just be a this is what we believe. So dot, 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 dot. Now don't you believe? Isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? You right. know, we wanted it to be a head and heart, both like a mm-hmm. both. And so, you know, sometimes you hear things and you think, Oh, that's really interesting. I never knew that. Or I, you know, you kind of in the head knowledge. And then sometimes we have the heart knowledge, which is like, I love Mary so much. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I love Mary so much. And I, I, you know, like I just, I pray to her. I love her so much. And then you get like, why Mary is the queen of heaven. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, now my mind's blown. You know what I mean? Like, or why do we, you know, why do we do what we do at the mass? Why Mm -hmm. do we do what we do in all these different, you know, there's a head knowledge and a heart knowledge. And so we wanted it to be evangelical. We wanted it to be, you know, we wanted it to have the answers, but like we work with young people and the question for young people isn't tell me all the facts. It's why should I care? Right. Like, why should I care about the church? Why should I care about, the, you know, the Pope? Why should I care about Mary? Why should I care about salvation history? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me why. Because, you know, I have a lot of things vying for my attention, and I need to know why you think you're going to hold it. Right. Amen? Yeah. Like, I want to know why. And so we really had an eye towards people who are seekers, people who have been in the church for a long time and just want to go deeper. Mm-hmm. We kind of tried to hit everybody where they're at so that everybody can walk away with, like, a oh man, like I either just got my mind blown, I got my heart blown to bits, or I just brought everything so much deeper into the sacred heart in my prayer life. Or like, you know, I knew that, but I didn't, I've never heard it put that way. Or I, you know, I've seen, or like seeing a church and going, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that was there or that was why we do what we do there, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was, again, we're just, we tried to put it out there for kind of a rekindling of the, of the faith wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. And it, it has so many different ways that it can be used. Now, you mentioned DVDs, but you don't have to have a DVD player. Nope. We're about we're about to have to explain to children what landlines and DVD players are, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, no, no. We. I'm really blessed. I know, I know Danielle, you appreciate this, too, because um, I know you're friends with Ascension. And I, I'm just really grateful to them for they worked really, really hard to make this as accessible as possible. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that, you know, people love to do stuff if it's easy to get to, amen? Right. It's easy to share. It's easy to be there. So they made that you don't have to have DVDs. There's a digital download aspect of it where you can download, you know, download all the episodes. There's, it's really, there's 10, they're 30 minutes each. So it's easy to get through. It's not, it's not a, you know, not a, not a huge, huge commitment, um, especially if you're doing like a Bible study for moms or something like yeah. that. Um, you're going to get through it pretty quick. I know like a lot of groups that are already right doing there. it. Yeah. Yep. But you also have, so you get the book, 
You get the book that my husband and Marcelino wrote. You get all the access to all the digital downloads, um, you know, all the DVD yeah. downloads. And then you get the workbook that goes with it and that catechism chart. And they, I fought so hard. They fought so hard. But it's all $27.99. Whoa. So to get the, you get the workbook, the book, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. the chart and the digital access for $27.99. They, I'm just so grateful to them for fighting so hard for that because yeah. I think that there's people going to do it on their own. And there's people going to do it as a family. There's going to be couples that might do it. And it's just making it accessible um, for everybody, which I super appreciate in these times where things aren't, nothing's cheap anymore, hi. So just having it be accessible is so great. Yeah, I think that's so valuable. And there are people that are going to want to do that as a gift for their for their parish or for, you know, okay, so we, d- we definitely need to talk about this because uh, I'm thinking of moms who are listening that I hear from every week who are brokenhearted because their young adult kids are no longer practicing their faith. Like, do you see this as a resource that could be helpful? Not that, you know, moms in those, like in those situations, you know, they'll come to me and they'll just be like, what's the thing? Like, what, what can I send my daughter that's going to bring her back? And and I'm not saying this is a magic formula for that, but do you see it, it useful in that sort of way, at least beginning a conversation? Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, one that, I mean, Ascension knows its clientele really well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the clientele of Ascension is doing these amazing Bible studies. And so you have a lot of parents and, you know, young adult or like adult parents, and they're just like getting so into their faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of those questions are, how do I share this with my kids? How do I share this with my adult children? How do I share it with my young adult children? So we, we, you know, we had that conversation called, we want this to be accessible for even a high schooler or a junior high kid. There's nothing, there's nothing too high. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's very edible is my Mm -hmm. favorite way of saying it. It's it's easy (laughs) to eat, right? Um, And then the other thing I'll tell you that I just love so much, and I know you'll have a heart for this too, is um, the camera crew that went with us to Rome was a secular company that they used out of Philadelphia. And they were with George Clooney the week before they were with us. No way. And I was like, oh, my husband's really attractive, too. So I'm sure we're totally on par with all of this, right? <laughs> like, um, So, but but they were very, uh, there's like eight or nine of them. And um, none of them were Catholic. A few of them were fallen away. And most of them were unchurched. Like, you know, one guy, his mom was Wiccan. So we had lots of cool conversations. But they literally are following us around Rome filming all of the most beautiful things in Rome and then listening to us have to talk about, you know, listening to us for 10 episodes of 30 minutes um, each, you know, and, and they literally, it was so beautiful. I mean, one of the reasons why I was so tired is we would stay up after dinner and talk Mm -hmm. till late, late into the night. And they had so many questions. And there were times where like one of the guys that did the sound, he's the guy that's just listening for like airplanes and buses and loud noises. And he told us one day he was like, man, you guys, like I usually don't even listen to the content because I'm so like wrapped up in just listening for sounds. And he's like, He's like, I have been so unbelievably distracted because I'm not doing my job because I'm listening to you guys talk about this. And they were just like really intrigued by um, the truth and the beauty. We would walk into churches and they would be like, how do you not get holy in here? And I'm like, dude, you're like, you're not even Christian. They they, they literally were just salivating at some of the footage that we got and just the beauty. And, you know, like Father Barron, Bishop Barron always says, you know, beauty is going to save the world. So I think that for some of your kids, you know, a lot of your um, young adults and and adults that have fallen away, Mm -hmm. I think there's something in this of like, it's beautiful. It's approachable. It's easy to listen to. We're, I mean, nothing that we're talking about is super like heady, heady. You know what I mean? It's not like way over everybody's head. Um, but I think starting mm-hmm. with like those digital downloads and being like, hey, I would let you know. And again, a lot of young adults, it's easier to share things 
on when they can do it on their own time. Right. So a lot of people in my book, my, I have moms that are like, I pass your, your, your book out like candy. And I'm like, good. <laughs> and the reason why is because they'll read it when they want, you know, on exactly. their own when they want to. Mm-hmm. But I think video is a great medium for being able to meet people where they are and getting oh, them sure. these beautiful. And then if they want to look through, flip through the, the workbook, great. If they are really in, interested, man, that book's going to blow their mind. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's kind of a step thing. And I, I think it's going to be cool for them to kind of do it on their own time. And people like to share, they'll share a video faster than they will share a book. Mm-hmm. So I think the DVD or the digital downloads, I think are really are clutch for that, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I have moms that'll put a, a $20 bill on the last page of my book and they'll tell their kids, if you read it and go to dinner with me and talk about it, you get 20 bucks. And I'm like, best <laughs> money ever spent, right? Best money ever spent. Never be above bribing your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money talks, right? So I mean, hey, watch these videos and I'll give you 50 bucks, you know? Oh so, my God. Um, I'm, ki- I'm kidding, but we all know how, par- we know how parenting works. Money talks, oh, right? So, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that absolutely. Right? I'm teasing. Never above that. <laughs> But please, I, I really want your listeners to know, like, um, like I have such a heart for all the moms out there that have kids that are walking, that have walked away or that are just like not interested in the church right now or living a, a different path right now. And, um, you know, I have siblings, we have, you know, cousins, we have, you know, a lot of family members that, you know, literally have no clue what, what we do or what we're about. They just know that we're like the, the cool radical Catholics. And I always <laughs> tell people, um, one of the cool things is, is they always know where to find us, right? You know, like they know where to find us. Um, but they, I even have one brother that um, I sent him all of this. And he's like, you know, literally the text back was, looks amazing, Sarah. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, but I, and I, I give it to him and I just keep handing stuff. And yeah. and sometimes they do, they take me up on it. Amen. So, yeah. so again, it's, it's the best we can do, but I have such a heart. I have such a heart for this demographic and our whole team did. And this is definitely something that we, we did for them. And so, um, all those moms out there, you are not alone. Um, there are people praying and fasting and fighting for your kids. And this is part of that, that group. We're part of that group. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. So the series again is called what we believe the beauty of the Catholic faith It's published by Ascension over at ascensionpress.com. We will have it linked up in the show notes that are always available at ascensionpress.com. Make sure you are subscribed to those show notes so you get all these awesome links. Just text the word girlfriends to 33777. So Sarah, before you go, I just want to ask you to share with us just one last thought. Like, what do you wish every Catholic knew? Oh, how beautiful. Oh my goodness. What do I wish every Catholic knew? You can pick just one of many. <laughs> I know. Um... Well, I would say as a recovering perfectionist, firstborn perfectionistic people pleaser, there'll they'll be therapy later, right? Like <laughs> wine and therapy later. Um, I I just have always spent my life like wanting to do big things for God. And just like, you know, ever since my conversion in college, um, you know, I'm a doer. And yeah. I think it's just like, oh, Lord, like, you know, watch this, you know, and um, I want to do this for you. And I think uh, it's actually Dr. Shree um, is a mentor of ours. Uh, we wouldn't be Catholic without Dr. Shree. And um, and I and I just I he was a professor at Benedictine when we were having our conversion and mm-hmm. we were in the very first focus Bible studies we were oh the focus gosh, guinea pigs um, I told you I was old that's how old <laughs> um, and so we I just love you know I, I love that time in my life because I think it was just like. So, you know, there was just a lot in my head and in my heart, a lot of healing that needed to be done. And I remember walking into his office one day and I was just like, I feel like I'm going to screw it up. Like, I'm a, like, I just, I don't want to miss my vocation. I don't want to miss, like, what am I doing for God? I want to like do it right. You know, I had all this 
all this anxiety, all this insecurity, all this stress, <laughs> all this, you know, and this, again, like this never goes away, right? Yeah. This is stuff we all fight, you know? Yeah. And and so just for all those women out there that whether you're a young adult, you know, maybe you're a young mom, oh my gosh, like I will come and scrub your toilet with a toothbrush, all you first time moms <laughs> out there, like whether you, you know, whether you're in the thick of it, like, you know, with like me, with all these kids at different stages and mm-hmm. navigating teenage years. And, you know, there, there's just, there's always that, I think my thorn of St. Paul, you know, St. Paul's thorn yes. that, you know, he, I think my thorn is just that that lie of the devil that's like you're inadequate and that, you know, it's not enough or you're not enough. And I think if there's one thing that that I could tell, you know, Catholics and just, you know, Catholic moms especially is um, like I, that Dr. Shree gave me this advice when I was in college crying, you know, in his office like most college students. Oh, my gosh. Um, and <laughs> I just he looked at me. He said, Sarah, you want to do all these great things for God. When are you going to sit back and let God do big things for you? And wow. it was just this really beautiful understanding of like. Sarah, you're a gift and your life is a gift. And the whole, the whole reason, the whole purpose of your life is just to give your life back and as a gift, you know, to, to the Lord and to others. And when you, when you think that language of like gift and receiving and, you know, and sitting and, you know, striving for virtue, striving for beauty, striving for truth, you know, all those good things. But there's also that element of like, yeah, like I am going to sit in the sacred heart of Jesus and let him like blow the doors off of my life. You know what I mean? And um, and so just for all those moms out there that feel like a failure sometimes, like, because we all do. And, yeah. it, you know, I, I was like, there's like daily, like, oh my gosh, Lord, like what the heck? I mean, you know, there's that daily, like, I just don't know if I'm I'm doing this right or cut out for this or I'm tired. You know, I'm overwhelmed. I'm anxious. I can't heal this. I can't figure this out for this myself or this kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I really just really encourage everyone to like really sit in the sacred heart and let him love you and let him gaze upon you and don't dodge that gaze. I think that's like the number one because because you're doing amazing things for God. Everyone out there, every mom out there, you're rocking it. And it's not always pretty and it's not always perfect. Um, but I had a priest tell me one time, he's like, Sarah, God doesn't expect you to come to him not messy. Like he expects you to come to him messy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just freed my heart like so much, you know, like like I, he expects messy. me to come to him yeah. messy. Yeah. And, um, and then the other one is, is God doesn't judge you based on your performance. That's a human love, not a divine love. Um, and I think that that like it's so easy I think as Americans in our world to be like gosh we're like we feel like we're you know we're judged on our performance and as a mother it's the ultimate show you're like you just feel like you always have to have it figured out and and for me I think that message of like man God loves you the church loves you 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 know you are not judged based on your performance you're judged based on your love amen so I mean it's about that gift and so that's my I don't know and that's me speaking to myself I always say Mm -hmm. I talk to myself Um, you know speaking (laughs) to you Danielle all your people is just you know God is so proud of you and he's so kind he's so kind um, and he just wants you to to sit even deeper and longer with him you know and just be loved so yeah so that's that would that would be my message is um, just be loved Oh, I love it. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Sarah, I am so grateful for you. One of the best, best parts about recording girlfriends is that I get to spend time with girlfriends. So I I am so grateful for the time you've spent here today. And thank you for your work on what we believe. And thank you for your work in in your ministry. I'm, I'm so grateful for you and all that you do for the church. 
Oh my gosh, right back at you. I remember the first time I met you um, for Momnipotent. Oh, I was yeah. like fangirling so hard. I was like sweating. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Danielle Bean. Like, oh my gosh, I love her so much. I look up to her so oh much. Gosh, I, I've always just loved too. you. I love moms that are a few years ahead of me to just watch, to be able to just yeah. look up to you and like watch you and navigate you and Ra- you and Rachel Balducci on Instagram. I about wet my dang pants because you guys have a lot of, just a lot of boys too and just your lives. And um, I just love, I love being in the church with such giants of like women that are just not afraid to be real. And I'm so grateful to you. So thank you so much for all you do. Well, that's what Girlfriends is all about. Oh, God bless you. Yes. Amen. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Praying for you all. Praying for all your listeners. Thank you. All right. We've got more of the show coming up for you. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Hi there. I'm Mark Hart. And I want to share with you an exciting new series called Venture, the Bible Timeline for High School. Now, let's be honest. The Bible is easily the most confusing, most misunderstood book of all time. How do these random time periods, these random people, these random stories all fit together? And what do they mean for me and for my life? In this study, we're going to take a journey through the basic story of Scripture from Genesis through Revelation, so that by the end of it, teenagers will understand the big picture of salvation history. Because when we come to know the story, we come to know our place in the story. To find out more and get a free preview of this engaging new study, visit ascensionpress.com backslash venture. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback or a question from a listener. And uh, sometimes people email me these. Sometimes people send them to me on Voxer. You can connect with me on Voxer through the link that's always in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. Or if you want to subscribe to the show notes, I would love it if you'd subscribe because then you get all this goodness in your inbox, all the the links to everything that Sarah Swafford is working on. Um, everything that I ever share here will come right to your inbox. It'll be super easy. If you'd like to subscribe to the show notes for the Girlfriends podcast, you can do that super simply. Just text the word girlfriends to 33777. Why wouldn't you do that? Just pause right now. Do it. Send have you seen that movie? Okay, it's I, I'm forgetting the name of the movie. Um, oh, it's Starsky and Hutch <laughs> with Ben Stiller, where he plays this character and he's like, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> anyway, Dan and I always say that to each other. So I'm telling you right now, do it. Text the word girlfriends to 33777 so that we can always be in touch. You can stay connected. You won't ever miss an episode of the podcast. You won't ever miss the great links and the other resources that we share here in every episode. Also bonus only for subscribers. You get access to the song of the week. I pick a song every week that I want to share with you, something I'm enjoying listening to. I try to vary the kinds of genres. I like all different kinds of music. So if you want that song of the week, you have to text the word girlfriends to 33777. All right, this week I heard from Jennifer on Instagram and she sent me this note. She said, hey, Danielle, I love how you share recipes on social media and on your website. And I wonder if you can share how you organize your recipes. I love to cook, but I often feel like a failure when it comes to organizing my favorite recipes and keeping track of them. I have some online, some stuffed into notebooks. I guess this should be a New Year's resolution for me. I hope you have a magic system that you can inspire me with. Okay, thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate the question. First of all, you mentioned recipes on my website. And so I know that we go way back then. If you know I have recipes on my website, that means you used to, you know, follow me back when I was blogging at daniellebean.com or at Faith and Family. 
because I don't ever really share the fact that I have recipes on there anymore. And they're kind of hidden on the on the website. So if you go to daniellebean.com, like all those tabs at the top, you don't see recipes. It's like, you know, someone who's coming to my website wouldn't know that I have any there. And they're very basic, the ones that I share there, but they are favorite recipes. So anybody who's listening, if you want the secret code to find the recipes over at daniellebean.com, daniellebean.com slash recipes will get you there and you can find all the good stuff there. So glad to hear from Jennifer, who obviously is a longtime friend of mine. <laughs> and, and I love that you you love cooking and that you want to organize your recipes. And I wish I had a magic system for organizing recipes. But I'll just I'll just share with you what, what has worked for me. First of all, I have a Google Doc where this one is just like dinner recipes that I try to keep in here. And I only put like tried and true ones in there. And I kind of put it together for um, one of my daughters when she was asking for some basic dinner recipe stuff she grew up with. Now that she's married, she was like, hey, I want to be making these and I'm not sure where to get them. And so I have all of those kind of linked in that Google Doc. So that's one thing that you might try to do. Um, and that kind of came out of two. I used to have a running Google Doc of just a list of my favorite dinner recipes, because often I would be like at the grocery store and I'd be like, I have no idea what I make for dinners. <laughs> you know how you get that blank? Um, and I would just open up that document and be like, oh yeah, I remember that chicken recipe I made that one time. Yeah, that would be fun to make again. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and, and you're so right that it's it's so hard to be organized about these things. So that's one system that I use. So um, if you tend to be more of a virtual person, a digital person, that might work for you. You might have a, a super organized system with like folders and stuff in your Google Drive. That would be amazing. Uh, life goals for me, but I'm not there yet. Um, the other thing that I do is I actually have I have a I have a notebook. Well, it's like a binder, a three ring binder with my favorite recipes in it. So some I have. Um, well, the ones on my website. I just use them from my website. <laughs> I don't print those out. But other ones, like if I use a recipe online, I often will print it out. And if it's my first time using the recipe, you know, I, I, I like to have it printed out because I've spilled too many things on my computer or on my phone as I'm trying to like follow a recipe um, on those screens while I'm cooking in the kitchen. So I like to just have the paper. So if I can, I will print it out and work from the printed recipe. And then if it's a keeper... You know, I, I use the three hole punch I and then I add it to my binder, which is kind of loosely categorized with tabs like main dishes, chicken, beef, pasta stuff, um, desserts, breads, blah, 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 you know. Um, and that's pretty good because that system works because I'll try a new recipe and, you know, if it's not great and I'm like, I don't really need access to this in the future, I just toss the paper, you know, or use it for scrap paper or whatever. But then I like to have it printed and ready to go because so many times I would find myself like, oh, I remember that bread recipe and I want to try to make it. And then I'm like Googling, trying to find the thing, right? And that's such a pain. And sometimes you find it and sometimes you don't. So anyway, that's that's another thing. Um, uh, a third thing that I don't do anymore, but I used to be pretty organized about doing was just bookmarking. So just having a folder in my browser and just bookmarking all the recipes that I, I wanted to use and categorizing them in different folders and whatever. I used to be pretty organized about that, but I found I wasn't using it. I, I kind of like having the paper. So that was why I kind of switched over to this other system. So those are all my secrets. <laughs> like I said, I'm a work in progress too. So I totally get the lack of organization. And that would be a great New Year's resolution if you're up for it. 
and come up with a system. Organize your recipes. Because you know what I find, and this has been true with that the kind of dinners uh, Google Doc that I share with other people. I've shared it with a number of people now, not just my daughter and daughters-in-law, but other people who have asked for things. Um, one thing that I, I have found is that we share recipes kind of like they're kind of like our heritage, right? Like that's why my daughter was asking for certain recipes. That's why I've gone to my mom through the years. Like what, how do you make those banana chip bars? You know, like whatever it is that you have this memory of growing up, these things are important to us and they're going to be important to your family too. So there might be stuff like, you know, like I just click over to this website and that's where I, I have the recipe, but what if the website goes away, you know, or um, what if, you know, somebody in the future, like your, your daughter or, your son or grandchild wants to make that thing and you're not around anymore. Like, I think having a book makes a lot of sense. So however that works for you, it could be an online book. You could make a, you know, a Google Doc or an an organized file of recipes in your Google Drive or something shareable like that or put it in Dropbox or whatever you like to use. Um, But anyway, just some ideas for you. But I bet some people listening have super organized systems that work amazing. And I would love to hear from them. So if you want to send me your tips, I can share them with Jennifer and all of us here at Girlfriends. How do you organize your recipes? How do you keep track of the stuff? How do you make sure you're not losing the good recipes that you've enjoyed and going to them time and again? How do you share them easily? Send me all your good tips for that. You can email me danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now we're almost out of time, but I just want to make one request. If you enjoy Girlfriends, would you consider leaving us a review? I would be so grateful if you would do that on iTunes or on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, leaving a review, rating the podcast with, you know, a certain number of stars and leaving just a a couple sentences. Really, it doesn't take any more than that. Just a couple of minutes to do that. I would be so eternally grateful because it is so helpful to us in getting the word out about the podcast and really growing our community of girlfriends here. It's a wonderful way that you can do that. So that's my... That's my little Christmas wish. If you would take the time to give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for considering that. And then finally, this is our last episode before Christmas. And then we're going to take a short break and come back in the new year. So I want to be sure that I wish you and your family a blessed and holy Christmas season. I'm wishing you many blessings in the new year. I can't wait to connect with you in 2023. But on this short break, I hope it's going to be a time of respite, a time of connection with your family and all the ups and downs. Not everything's going to go as perfectly as you have planned it. We know that already, but I hope you're going to find peace and you're going to find joy in all of your celebrations with friends and family this season. Thanks so much for being here. You are one of my choicest blessings in 2022, and I am looking forward to connecting with you in 2023. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 